0: Get your midweek. Oh, gotta get your midweek. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your midweek. Oh, get your midweek. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your midweek. Oh, gotta get your midweek. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your midweek. Oh. Your mid-week. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Your mid-week. oh Welcome back to mid-week, midweek with LFCD. Once again, my name is Gray and I'm your host. It's great to have you tuning in. We have a very fun episode today. Some of you may have heard this past week that our very own Dr. Bud is retiring later this year. In light of that news, I thought it could be fun to sit down with Dr. Bud and ask him a few questions about his career in ministry. We got together yesterday afternoon on his porch for some coffee and conversation. Some cars drove by, so the audio quality is not the best, but I hope you enjoy the conversation. Dr. Bud, thanks for joining me for a little conversation on your porch. Um, We're out here on a a misty day. This past week you announced your retirement, so congratulations on that. You will certainly be missed, but we're excited for you and whatever this next chapter is for you and Becky. Wanted to sit down and give you a chance to share a little bit about yourself with some people who maybe uh, haven't had a conversation with you yet. And so a few questions about uh, Dr. Bud, both from yesteryear and from today. (laughs) So the the first question is this. Um, what was your first job out of seminary? We read in your note that it was in 1984. But tell, walk us through that first job and where it was, what you were doing. Tell us about the beginning of your your career in ministry here as you're approaching the end.
2: Okay. All right. So kind of a two-part answer. The, the, the uh, precise answer to your question, my first call out of seminary uh, was in uh, 1990, and that was the first presbyterian church in uh, nashville tennessee and uh and i was an associate pastor there it was a large church of 3400 and i oversaw five distinct areas of ministry everything from singles ministry to new member assimilation to evangelism to small groups Um, and and so that was a great uh that was a great time there i learned a lot about uh about the church, the workings of the church at at that church. My first full-time year in ministry was actually in 1984, and I was a a licensed local minister in the Methodist Church. I came to faith in the Methodist Church, um, and I was finishing two years of undergraduate work, and uh, my first year I served as an associate pastor in a church in southern Illinois, and I was the, uh, the youth pastor I don't have very many good memories of that. Uh, And also the pastor of evangelism. And uh, and my assessment of all that was that I was doing the two things that the senior pastor did not want to do.
1: (laughs) As is often the case. Yes. Very nice. Um, So when you think back to those early days uh, in comparison to now, what are some ways you as a pastor and you as a person were were different? Were we to go back in time and meet you then? What what would be different?
2: Oh, gosh. Well, I suppose that... uh, uh, one of the things that would be would be different is that, uh, as a young pastor uh, and somebody new in ministry, uh, I had a lot more uh, answers than I do now, uh, and a lot fewer questions. And so, uh, part of it, uh, part of what happens as you as you mature in your faith is that you begin to understand that that we know some things for absolute certain, and other things we want to be certain but the truth is uh, there's a lot we don't know yeah um and then i think the other thing was um i had a lot more uh, energy at that time like i say doing uh, evangelism in, in youth uh, i was kind of out there on the front edge but i think i think the main thing is i'm, I'm more comfortable with questions now than i was at that time
1: that's a good answer so we'll pivot a little bit here with this next question. When you think about the future of the church, and I'm not talking LFCD, I'm talking capital C, uh, the global church, what are some things that make you
2: optimistic, and what are some things that make you concerned? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I think some of the things that make me optimistic are uh, I see a lot more, uh, a lot more cooperation among churches, small-c churches, uh, even, uh, even between different denominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's a good thing. I don't, I don't aspire to uh, or, organizationally becoming one church uh, worldwide. I don't think that will ever happen. But I do think that organically uh, there, is a, there is a uniting around uh, the Scriptures and around uh, the person of Christ and the role of the Holy Spirit in in God's plan uh, for us individually and for the for the world, mm-hmm. so I'm encouraged by that. I'm also encouraged because the the need for the gospel seems to be as um, as evident today as it has ever been. Uh, I don't I don't think it's more evident today than it's ever been, but it is certainly as evident. And so there's a there's a place and a purpose and a mission for the church right now. In terms of in terms of concerns for the church. I think primarily, if you'd asked me this question uh, 15 years ago, uh, I would have said it was the uh, uh, polit uh, the, the politicization of the church. Mm-hmm. The church was becoming a, a, a tool of politics. Yeah. I don't think that's as much the case today as it was then, but I do think that um, that the church has to be very careful uh, in in. It varies within traditions, and it varies within local churches. We have to be very careful not to forget the past. Um, a, a classic example is, uh, is, is music. Uh, people, people my age in their mid to late 60s, uh, those who grew up in the church, remember the hymns that they learned as a child. And there's really good theology in most of those hymns. Mm. Not all of them, all right. but, mo- <laughs> but, but most of them. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something that was passed down from generation to generation to generation yeah. there's so much emphasis on creativity today and I, I, listen we need to be creative but if if the new pushes out all of the old, the question is if that continues somebody who is a young person in the church today when they are 40 or 50 are they going to have that repertoire mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of music and of theology that's contained and yeah. communicated
1: in it transcends the spirit yeah. of the age. Exactly. Yeah. When you think back on all your years of ministry, I'm sure there are many people and memories and moments that that stick out. Would you share maybe just one of those memories uh, specifically as a pastor that that you always remember?
2: Sure, sure. So, the one that comes to mind is um it was my second year in full-time ministry, I was still I was finishing my senior year uh, at McKendree College, before going to seminary and um, uh, i didn't i didn 't become a Christian until I was twenty three so um, my I tell people that I grew up as an orthodox pagan uh, <laughs> and uh, and I was really good at it uh, so in high school, we had a, a you know, I, I, I was a member of one sports team, but we also had another little group that was kind of a drinking club we called mm. it something else but that 's really what it was. <laughs> and uh And one of the other members of that when i was a when I was a pastor in Shiloh, Illinois, uh, which was near my hometown, uh, came to me and said that um that he had become a Christian and that uh, he wanted to be baptized, his wife had never been baptized, and they had one son uh, who had never been baptized and so I had the privilege of baptizing all three of them wow. and it was really to me it was it was a picture of what God does in the lives of people. Uh, he takes us from one place to another, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's that that image is always stuck in my head. Yeah,
1: that's great. Speaking of going from one place to another, this is our last question. Uh, we've heard rumors that you and Becky bought a timeshare in Acapulco. Is that uh, one? Is that true? And two, how often can we expect
2: to see you um, in these years ahead? Well, uh, A, if if we had money to buy a timeshare, <laughs> and, and B, if we were going to be a timeshare, it wouldn't be in Acapulco. <laughs> <laughs> We'd find someplace closer to home than that. But uh, but no, we're, uh, we're going to be here. We are going to be traveling a little bit more yeah. uh, to see family. Uh, we've really kind of set that on the back burner for a long time, and you only have so much time, so yeah. we want to spend time doing that. But the rest of the time, we'll be in this area, and... And uh, plan on running into people uh, around town and seeing people on Sunday mornings. We're not going anywhere.
1: Great. Well, Dr. Bud, thanks for all you've given to LFCD and all you've given to the church, Capital City Church over the years. And we'll look forward to seeing you around. Thanks. Appreciate it, Greg. Thank yes, you. Sir. Thanks again, Dr. Bud. For our music this week, we have a cover from one of our musicians, Landry Taylor. The song is called Runaway. Here's Landry.
3: Hello, friends. Uh, This is Landry, and I'm back at it again with another song for the Midweek Podcast. Uh, This one's a cover uh, by the amazing Jess Ray. It's called Runaway, and I hope you enjoy it.
0: See it in your eyes You're gonna run You're gonna run And I Can hear it in the way That you speak to me You're gonna leave So as You slip away I will sing. Even if you run away from me, over the mountains, through the valleys, I will not rest, but search east and west to bring you back with me. Even if you sail away from me, across the ocean, The mighty wind will blow you back to me. I'm gonna move again like the mighty wind will blow you back to me. Oh. 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 I've seen this all before. It is all too familiar But you will never see the bottom of my storehouses of love So as you use the knife to make your flight Even if one day you decide You will find somewhere else to hide I will walk your way Call your name and wait for your pride Even if you make up in your mind You don't want to be by my side I will leave behind 99 Know that you'd be mine I'm gonna leave behind ninety nine. Oh did you do mine? Oh, 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 oh. Don't scream Tell me that I'm Not good enough I'll take every Swing and every blow Until you know my love Even if you Beat upon my chest Tell me that you don't Understand I will love you And teach you to love Me again I'm gonna love you And teach love me again I'm gonna love
1: Thanks again Landry. For the past two years Landry has been a worship arts resident here at Lake Forest and he will be finishing up here at the end of May. So Landry thanks for the song and thank you for your leadership and service here at LFCD. Go Vols! Next we have a reading from our old standby C.S. Lewis. Today's excerpt is from his essay called The Weight of Glory written in 1941. Reading this for us today is audio and video extraordinaire Steve Coleman. Here's Steve.
4: There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, these are mortal. And their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Immortal horrors, everlasting splendors. This does not mean that we are to be perpetually solemn. We must play. But our merriment must be of that kind, and it is, in fact, the merriest kind, which exists between people who have, from the outset, taken each other seriously. No flippancy, no superiority, no presumption.
1: Lastly, we'll close with a reading from Scripture. Today's psalm is number 103, read for us by a recent Davidson graduate, Noah Satterfield, who will be joining LFCD staff as a year-long youth resident here in June. Here's Noah.
3: Psalm 103 from the ESV. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases. nor pay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Amen.
1: As you go, go knowing that the Lord has placed you here, in this time, in this place, in your life, for a purpose. So go boldly, go freely, go in confidence, knowing that the Lord goes before you, and he goes beside you. Go in peace well folks that wraps up another episode of midweek with lfcd i do have a bit of an announcement to make next week will be week 10 and it will be the final episode of our weekly podcast probably not forever but for a while so we thank you for tuning in with us during this unusual time and check in with us next week as we'll hear a song from Hollins worsley we hope you'll join us then